I knew a few Heathers, now I know a lot of Heathers. Let's get to know one more. Hey, Heather. Welcome to the Hey Heather podcast, where I attempt to interview and get to know as many of the world's Heathers and their stories as humanly possible. I'm your host, Heather Edwards. Today's Heather comes to us from Arizona. She's a hilarious sex ed teacher, an autism mom, and she drinks a lot of Diet Coke. Please welcome to the show, Heather Scott. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Hi, Heather. (laughs) Hey, Heather. (laughs) No, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about you. You bet. Awesome. So you're in uh, Arizona, is that correct? Yes, Tucson. Tucson. Okay. How's the weather been out there lately? It's 100 degrees. Yeah, I'm in Maryland. I'm on the East Coast. So it's definitely been getting cooler, but only like 70s. So no, I'm furious about it. We keep seeing pumpkins and long sleeves and yeah. sweaters. And I'm like, I hate you all. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Doesn't really feel like October there, I guess. <laughs> no, not at all. We can't even go outside yet. So, Oh, man. Well, that sucks. Yes, it does. So again, thanks for taking the time to chat with me. I've been talking to so many Heathers over the last couple of weeks. It's been <laughs> such a fun project. <laughs> was this your idea or somebody else's idea? It was my idea. I've always wanted to start a podcast. And I'm like, well, what the heck am I going to talk about? I'm a Heather. One night, I just started kind of Googling Heather and the name Heather. And I found that statistically, I guess there are half a million people named Heather in the US alone. So I was like, hmm, that's a that's a lot of Heathers. Yeah. It would be cool to try and reach out to some of them to see if there's like similarities between us, what the differences are. Is there a common theme with the Heathers? Anything like that? And well, weren't we all born in like the late 70s? Right. <laughs> and 80s? Right. So I'm 82 and you're also 82. I'm 82. Yeah. The popularity could be coming back. You don't really hear of too many people naming their kids Heather these days. No, no. But I have there's a girl. I think she just graduated high school and she was named after me. Oh, wow. OK. And I, I remember when she was named, I was like, Heather, you know, that used to be a cool name. Right. <laughs> and they were like, we like you. We like your name. So and I was like, I bet she's never she doesn't have any other Heathers that are her age. In high school, I remember there being a lot. But mm-hmm. It was like second or third grade that there I had to be Heather S. Mm-hmm. And I hated that other Heather because I had to be Heather S. You know, right. So thanks for filling out the intake form. I think we have a lot of very interesting things to talk about. The first thing I'd like to ask you about is going back to work after 10 years. What is the story there? Um, so I stayed home with um, I was a teacher. I taught school first grade when my husband and I got married. And I got pregnant. I wanted to have a baby. Da, 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 da. And so I had the baby and I decided to stay home. And then I had another baby. My husband's doing really well in sales, making a lot of money. We're able to travel. I have four babies at this point. My oldest is, she'll be 13 tomorrow. It's crazy. And the littlest is six. He's in first grade. So, you know, a good chunk of years there, I was pregnant or nursing or lots of toddlers running around. My husband was doing really well in sales, and then he just started having a lot of health problems. Mm. It started with, like, back pain, and then it just became, like, debilitating, where he had back surgery. They couldn't figure out what was going on. Basically, he lost his job because of severe chronic pain all over his body. Oh, man. They say, like, fibromyalgia. You know, there's, like, this whole umbrella of they don't know what's wrong with you. Could be Yeah. And so that was, we're almost at five years. So in like, within a year, our income's cut in Mm -hmm. half. 
And that's kind of like a giant. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we didn't realize how we didn't realize how blessed or lucky or whatever we were. I just thought everyone had great health insurance, mm-hmm. and I thought everyone could just do whatever they want. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this is what people are talking about when they talk about money struggles. And so, I mean, I have I have a degree, but I couldn't really leave little kids home if he can't like if he's sleeping a lot right. and if he can't get up with them so i i was applying for jobs and i found something and i i like pawned the kids off on neighbors <laughs> and friends for like a large chunk of the day so that he wasn't the main caretaker i mean he's kind of at a point with medications where he 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 does stuff <laughs> he's not like 100 percent. he still has like energy levels but the kids are also older where they don't need I always say when toddlers are like your parents are on suicide watch because <laughs> they're always trying to like, you know, fall off right. or run into the street. Like, yeah, you can't have dad taking a nap no. and a two or three year old running down the street. Right. You know, that's just not going to yeah. work. So we're at a place now. So, yeah. So I went back to work, basically realized that I can't make as much money as he was making in sales. <laughs> it's just, you know, teachers don't make good money and insurance sucks and everything is just. I don't know, just, it's just sucky that I have to work and be away from my family in a job that I don't love. Yeah. And we still struggle with, with money and we're used to vacationing. We were pretty spoiled. It's like so, a complete 180 from where you were five years ago. Absolutely, absolutely. And friends and people at church will be like, oh, you're handling it so well. You're doing so well. And I was like, you guys, it's antidepressants. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of diet, a lot of diet coke. <laughs> you know, you don't know what's, what's going on. But thankfully, I mean, our little, I mean, I've got four kids and I got a, I have a great husband. We have a great little family happening here. And I think that this whole like pandemic, COVID crap makes it even more aware that like we like each other we're we have a pretty good team <laughs> yeah that's great but, a lot of people are finding out the opposite <laughs> right right and that's kind of an interesting turnaround as well so so yeah I work at a nonprofit. I teach sex ed that sounds amazing I know and it was something that like a million years ago I used to joke like that's what I wanted to do because I think it's so funny really Yeah, because I think it's funny that people get so nervous about it. Yeah. You know, like I would never say chlamydia in front of, you know, eighth graders. And I was like, oh, I'll talk. I'll say them all. I'll say all those words for you. And and now you're doing it. I don't I I love it. What grade is that in eighth eighth graders? Well, we do. We do. We start at sixth grade with like healthy decision making and, you know, good choices and all that goal setting. And then we teach up through like ninth grade. So it's like sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, high school freshmen, kind of in their health classes. Where, and because of you know the the country, the funding, you know, most of it is don't have sex or else you're gonna die. Great. So that that's what we have to teach. So I have to kind of spin it in. Okay, you guys, you know, yes, if you don't have sex, <laughs> this bad stuff's not gonna happen. But what can we do to reduce your risk? What can we do to be smart? What can we do to so that's the kind of the kind of stuff I get to talk about. I love it. Do you feel that sex ed today has changed a ton since like when we were in school? Yeah, I mean, kind 
kind of. I remember learning more like about maturity. I remember the period lesson and mm -hmm. I remember learning about boners and stuff like right. that. Exactly. But yeah. But we don't talk about those things. I think that like sex ed kind of gets a bad rap just in general. Like we're not teaching people how to have sex. We're not. <laughs> and we're not. We can't possibly be responsible for the entire sexual health of a person. Sex ed is kind of, I say that as like my, what's that? Like, that's like my story. That's like my catch. But really it's like, we teach healthy relationships and how to make good decisions. I love that. And yeah, I mean, me as an eighth grader would probably be enroll my eyes just as much as these kids do at us. But we do what we got to do. And we, we do form a really good relationship. A lot of these kids we see year after year as they grow up and they get to eighth, they get to high school and. The other kids are rolling their eyes and they're like, hey, you know what, you guys, she's cool. Just listen to her. Make the most of it. Yeah. So. You're the cool sex ed teacher. That's amazing. I love it. Right. Have you gotten any like really funny questions? Yeah. Anything that you could share? I, I'm so curious. Anything you can think of has come up. But a lot, there's this one kid that, and I'm sure he's a little bit on the spectrum, but he, he wrote a list like four pages front and back of ridiculous questions like, like trying to be ridiculous or they just happen yes. to be ridiculous and just to like throw them out there just so <laughs> and so we took them back to work and I work with a team there's like five of us that go all over town mm -hmm. and so we get to compare and contrast the, oh, that's so all funny. the different the funny questions that we ask and how they really want to know how things work and yeah yeah how there's this one girl that was like i don't understand why the pullout method doesn't work why are you saying that's not effective birth control and we're like well there's you know there there could be sperm in pre pre-ejaculation and you know you don't want wait i don't understand what do you mean and we're like honey we'll talk to you after class <laughs> Yeah, side and, conversation. <laughs> yeah, and then the seventh graders being like, I hear the sex thing that you're talking about, but I have no idea what you're talking. And I was like, honey, you need to go talk to your mom before, or your dad, before next week. Because we don't actually, like, explain. I mean, because most of them know what it means. Yeah, you're not really breaking down the act of sex. And we talk about pregnancy, and we talk about sexually transmitted diseases. So I mean, at some point, we do say vaginal sex, penis in vagina, <laughs> oral sex, mm -hmm. mouth to genitals, anal sex, we don't alleviate. <laughs> That's just we just say right. anal sex. And then we say mutual masturbation, which is touching someone else's genitals, because you can spread STDs that way. Yes, you guys, it's very rare. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen that often. But you do need to know there are risks associated with these type of acts so yeah i'm just trying to think or put myself in like a younger kid's shoes if they don't have parents that have had the talk with them right and maybe they're like super sheltered and they're not on the internet or don't watch a lot of tv so they really don't know and then they come in and hear all of that i would be so confused too like what in the world are you talking about well and that's the thing like you can totally tell when you say you guys have heard this before i mean most of them know just media movies it's out it's out there i remember I like really remember when somebody said penis in vagina and me thinking, no, that's not what it is. I mean, as, you know, sixth grade me. Yeah. And then then when it like clicked, like, no, that's really what it is. <laughs> and just trying to understand it all. So 
I mean, clearly now I realize there's no money in it. And there's, I mean, the current place where I work, there's not really anywhere to go, like to make, I mean, the nonprofit sector education, there's not money there. So that's part of the reason I'm going back to school to get a master's degree in instructional design. I'm hoping like to get in with, I don't know, higher education, maybe community college, maybe even like high school, school district level so that I can have more of a career versus I feel like I'm doing a job. Yep. I totally understand that. Instructional design. What is that exactly? Like curriculum development, like writing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And a lot of it now is focused on technology because, I mean, that was the foresight that, yeah, we are moving to online education. I think the pandemic just kind of shines a giant light on it a lot more. Like, hey, this stuff is really, we need more instruments to make education accessible to everyone. And yeah. Do you have kids as well? Nope, no kids. I have two dogs, but I have a nephew. So he is experiencing the remote learning for the very first time. (laughs) You have four kids and you're also an autism mom. Yes, I am. Tell us a little bit about that. My 11-year-old. You said 11-year-old perfectionist on your form. Yeah. So that's like his anxiety is all wrapped up in the everything's black and white. And everything is, I'm doing a good job, you're being nice to me, or everyone's being mean to me, I'm not doing a good job. And so a lot of this online instruction, like you see him like sweating bullets over at the computer because he's not doing something exactly right. But he also doesn't want me to jump on and help him because don't nobody can see my mom on the screen with mm-hmm. me. And I'm just like, Adam, I can do this. <laughs> and I mean, he's he's fantastic and he's wonderful. But yeah, like that, I often think about the other kids and how their life is different because their brother is, you know, he's on the spectrum and he's got all these accommodations that we are constantly making for him, which really we're making we're making for us so that life is easier on us if Adam is happy and wonderful. (laughs) And so that's a good goal. His my other daughter, she's how old is she? Eight. I always forget how old they are. So Megan is eight. And she, the other morning, she goes, Adam, where do you want your classroom to be today? Do you want to be at this other table or do you want to be here? Because sometimes they switch whatever workstations. And he, he was getting anxious about it. He's like, well, I don't want you to be upset at me for where I want. And she's <laughs> like, Adam, you can be wherever you want. I will be fine with it. And I was like, heaven's opened. <laughs> and little sister was getting that everything's okay. Like, I don't care where I'm at, but if he does care, let's make this better for everyone. I was like, hallelujah. And then he was like, yeah, well, I do really want to be there. She's like, that's fine. I'll move my things. And it was like, oh my gosh, see? So, I mean, that was one of those blessings of the pandemic that we're all, we all understand that we all need to work together. (laughs) So great information. Good conversation. Do you happen to know why you were named Heather? Is there any type of story behind it or it was just popular during 82? No, I think, I mean, my parents, we all kind of have, our names all kind of fit. My parents had six kids. Mm, okay. And we all, like, I have sisters named Sarah and Rebecca, and I have met lots of Sarah's and Rebecca's sister pairs. Mm. Like, it's a very popular for Sarah's to have a Rebecca as a sister or Rebecca's to have Sarah's as a sister. I don't know. I'm sure that you could take a poll and find that to be true. So I feel like we kind of all have a nice little fit. My middle name is Virginia. And my mom says I was either going to be Heather Virginia or Virginia Heather. Heather Virginia sounds better. 
It flows better. Right. And I think just because it's kind of, it just flows pretty. She said they would have called me Jenny. And I'm like, meh, Heather works. Do you have any pets? I have a dog. Oh, what kind? Um, She's a miniature pincher mutt. And she's got a gimpy leg. Oh. I, I'm not a dog person. My husband and I, that was one of like our first date conversations that neither of us were dog people. We waited like 10 years into our marriage and the kids convinced us. My oldest daughter likes animals. But the dog likes me the best. And so I've been I've been working really hard to make her not love me the best. I know that's not that doesn't sound right because I do know it doesn't of her. <laughs> I'm, I'm a terrible heartless person. OK, I don't I love her, but I don't like dog smell. I don't like dog wet noses. My eight year old will like kiss her on the face. And, like, yep, I'm one of those people. OK, you're either I, one of those people or you're not for well, sure. Right. So and, I get it. I, yeah. I understand that there are people that love it. Yeah. You don't <laughs> hate don't you're hate not her. you don't hate animals. You just yes. would prefer no wet noses and mouth licks. Yeah. I yeah. would prefer for her to just sit there and be cute when I want her to be. But like <laughs> anytime anyone knocks on the door, she screams mm-hmm. until no, you open the door, you see that it's someone that we like, and she's still screaming at that person. And it uh, sounds like, like one of my dogs. <laughs> oh, Zoe. Her name is Zoe. She's a lot. Well, I wanted a dog like Comet on Full House. Golden Retriever. Yeah, that just like sits there. I feel like Golden Retrievers are kind of like that anyway. And like Labs, they're playful as puppies. And then when they hit a certain age, they're just kind of like furniture. They just kind of sit there. Yeah, which I'd be okay with. I always, I I can't go to the animal shelter though, because I have a heart. I just want to bring them all home. But I'm like, no, I don't have a farm, you guys. If I had a farm, I would bring them all home and let them run free, you know. Uh, if we only all had farms, I would do the same thing. <laughs> well, Heather, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I really enjoyed getting to know you and a little more about your story. We've got another Heather in the books. So exciting. Let's definitely keep in touch, okay? Okay. Thanks so much. All right. Have a great day. Bye, Heather. Bye, Heather. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe. You can also sign up to receive updates and other podcast news on our website, theheyheatherpodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at theheyheatherpodcast. I knew a few Heathers, now I know a lot of Heathers. Let's get to know one more. Hey, Heather.